You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Lisa. How are you doing this week? Well, I know what we're going to talk about today, and I really wanted to do my homework, and I wasn't able to do it because I don't have any living room floor space. <laughs> uh oh. There's boxes everywhere. We're we're living like nomads. Yeah, we're we're in the packing purging process, trying to get this house ready. We still haven't listed it yet. Probably by the next time we, we we podcast together, I hope we'll have the house listed. I might not have a place to live soon. No, no, I'm kidding. We we will have a place to live. We're not going to be homeless. Uh, it's just, it's a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun fun I, times. I do want to mention that we got some feedback from our friend Yay. Scott Wilsey in our uh, discussion when we were talking about hacking. And Scott says, the original use of hacking and hacker had nothing to do with stealing or crime. It was taken from hackers and applied to criminal hackers. I don't think, quote, good hackers should have to change their term. The people who use it negatively should. He goes on to say what people call hacker now was cracker. Hackers were people who tore stuff apart and made things. Somehow over the years, it got taken and applied to crackers. And if any of our listeners are interested in learning more, Scott recommends the book, Hackers by Stephen Levy. And it's a wonderful look at that whole history. So thank you, Scott. And we will put that book in the show notes. That is just fascinating. I just, I love the study of words. I just think it's, it's so, and I love how words can change and, and morph over time. But I love learning the history of words and then like, how did we get here kind of stuff. So thank you, Scott. That That's really cool. I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. Because I was like leaning that way when we were talking, but then... I don't know. I like I said, I still haven't formed a complete opinion on it, but yeah, that that really really makes sense to me. I really really like that. So, next we have a little bit of a uh discussion, a small discussion on a finance topic. Um both Elisa and I have the Apple Card. And um do you want to tell listeners a little bit about can you remember what what it was about your you experienced some a fraud charge with Ancestry and it it got rectified right away? Yeah, this was just kind of strange. I had uh, renewed my Ancestry subscription for a year, and I put in all my information because I had a different credit card, so I put in the new credit card. And then I get something from Apple saying declined. Like, what? Hmm. This doesn't make any sense. You Hmm. know, I don't go anywhere near my credit limit. So I ended up calling Ancestry, and they had no idea why, so they ended up putting it through again, and it went through. Hmm. So to this day, I do not know why it was considered a fraud charge. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's it, it was sounds like a glitch, but the fact that the fact that having the Apple Card, I mean, it's just it's been a really great experience overall. There was a time when I was a little bit questioning, and I'll talk about that in a second. But um, it's just nice that you get that notification right up on your screen. So it probably came to you on as on your lock screen, or you know, as a drop down notification that it was a fraud charge is that how you got alerted to it or was it an email or a text that's message what I'm tr- that's what i'm trying to remember because it's because it's been a while yeah because apple um, card's really good about giving you notifications in the wallet app which you know lets you know what's going on with your transactions and stuff and um that's how i got notified i got notif- a notification in the notification section when when i use my phone i use the um the is it the today view 
Like I have, I allow certain things as far as notifications to show up on my lock screen, but then I use the um, I use when when you swipe down from the center. Yeah, it's the notification center. That kind of serves as my checklist. You know, I, I allow notifications to go there. I don't like things lighting up my screen all day long. I don't like sounds being made, but I do like those just kind of heads up notifications that show up in the notification center. And so I check that every day. And that's where I would see notifications from the wallet app regarding my my Apple card. And that's where I got notified of stuff. Okay, I did find the email. It said, please take action as soon as you can. A recent transaction attempt on your Apple card account was declined. You will not be charged for this since it was not processed. And then it shows the amount, Ancestry.com, and the date. It says, please go to the Apple card in the wallet to confirm Mm -hmm. if this transaction attempt was made by you. And before I saw who it was from, I'm thinking, oh, my God, someone, you know, took my card. Like, oh, my God. And then when I saw it, I'm like, what do you mean? And it's an email. So then you had to give you the mental gymnastics of, okay, is this a scam? (laughs) What what do they want from me? If this transaction is valid and you would still like to use Apple Card for it, please confirm the transaction was made by you in the wallet app and then try the purchase again. So it, it was something where I couldn't just redo it on the website. I actually had to first say that it was okay in the app, in the wallet mm-hmm. app. So, yep, this was cool. So there was and something waiting had, for you when you got into the wallet app that you could interact with? Yeah, it said... Okay. Yeah, it said declined. You know, So even now yeah. when I look at it, it still shows that transaction as declined. Yeah, I had to call Ancestry back and say, hey, for whatever reason, uh, this transaction for this amount of money that I did on this date was declined by Apple. They told me that you need to put it through again. And they okay. said, okay. And they put it through again. And as we were speaking, I could oh, see that wow. it went through. I'm like, okay, great. Thank you. That's that's pretty great that it's you could see it while you're time. speaking. Usually yeah, it takes a while. Only time. Usually like it takes a clearing or something. I wonder if I wonder I wonder how things work like on their end if they got notified that the customer, you know, decline the transaction due to fraud or something. I, it, that kind of stuff fascinates me too, like when it comes to automatic clearinghouse type of transactions, like what needs to happen on both ends for something to get blessed and put through and, and that sort of stuff. So, And it's interesting but, because mm-hmm. when I look at the transaction, it says um, ancestry decline, transaction reviewed, and then they, they crossed out the amount of the money. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the next transaction shows ancestry, same amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's what one of the great things about Apple Card is that it really it communicates very clearly for the most part. It communicates very clearly like what transpired back and forth. I am still a little bit confused about the like Apple Cash and like, you know, the the rates that you get back and that sort of thing because it deals with percentages and that always kind of it's murky area for me. Um, But so one of the things that happened to, to me was I actually experienced what is called a credit reversal. So... I guess what had happened was this is all and this is all interrelated. It all has to do with Apple trade in. So back when I got this iPhone 12 mini, I traded in my eight plus because nobody in the family here wanted it. Nobody wanted that big slab of glass. So everybody wanted wanted something small. So I traded it in and they processed it. And, and this is interesting because I'm going to talk a little bit more about other trade in stuff going on, too. So this all transpired all through Apple, all through the Apple, not the App Store, but the Apple Store app. OK, so that's where you you know would shop for hardware products. And 
I got really clear notification of what was happening through email and notifications in there that I had processed my trade in, um, that they had received it, that it was, um, that they were looking at it. And then, okay, here, you know, we've processed this and you're going to get this credit. Well, I think at the time, because I had purchased the new phone, because I wanted that 3% cash back, which I did get, which was wonderful. I purchased um, both phones. I purchased a phone for myself and a phone for my son. And because I had the trade-in, I basically was applying that towards my my son's phone, you know? And so that made the price of that phone, you know, a lot less. And so they credited the, so I'd already purchased the, the two phones, but see what happened was I had already paid them off because that's how I roll when it comes to credit cards. I don't, I don't buy anything unless I can afford it. So I use the credit cards for the points. <laughs> and so, so I bought those two phones and then promptly paid them off when the phone, when the bill was due. But what would ha- what happened was the, the credit hadn't been processed yet. So what ended up happening was I had, I had a negative balance on my Apple card. And I thought, well, this must make my FICO score look really good. I don't know. Um, and so that was sitting there for the longest time. And I just thought, okay, I have, you know, it's like $200 or something. Like I have X amount of money because then, you know, I'm planning on buying other things in the future. Maybe not, you know, in the next six months or so, but but soon, you know, I'm due for a new Mac soon. And I thought, well, I'll just use that as a credit because I plan on using the Apple card again because I want the 3% cash back, right? It's a really good deal. And I just thought I'd be able to apply that. Well, now it turns out, I guess there must be some kind of unspoken rule that no, you can't just have a negative balance sitting there. That's probably for them probably is, is bad. I don't know. And so I got a notification that there was a credit reversal. And I was like, what is that going on? And it scared me because what happened was, is I've, I'm used to looking at my, in my wallet app and looking at the Apple card and seeing this, this minus sign, this negative balance, which would make me happy. Like, oh, you know, I don't owe money. They, it's just sitting there for me to be able to use when the time comes. And it changed to zero dollars. <laughs> I was like, where did that, that, where did that money go? You know, like I'm out 200 and some dollars, right? And so I will say as much as that scared me though, the, the chat was very, very helpful. I was able, and this was like, you know, you know me, I'm like up at one and two in the morning. This was around one o'clock in the morning and I didn't think I was going to get an answer back, but I just, um, I, you know how right in the, in the Apple card, it says, you know, need help or something mm-hmm, like that. Right. I tapped it. And before you know it, like I was in a chat conversation. I just thought, well, I'm just going to send this message. And then whenever they get it, you know, they'll respond to me. No, it was like a live chat. And somebody was like on the ball and looking into it for me. And, you know, basically there was a little bit of confusion because they couldn't see all the details on their end that they needed to see. But overall, it did work out. What they said was true that, oh, you know, it, it's called a credit reversal because what they'll do is you'll no longer have that credit on your Apple card. Instead, what they will do is they will refund it to the bank account that I had attached to the Apple card. So when you go to pay your bill, you know, you know this, you can, but for the listeners who might not know, you can connect your bank account to your Apple card so that when it comes time to pay the bill, it's just an automatic you know, automatic payment. You can, I think you can even set up auto pay and that sort of thing. Well, I had auto pay set up. So I have two different checking accounts. I have my business checking account and my personal checking account. And it just kind of depended on, you know, which one had the most amount of funds. And at one point in time, I had used one checking account to pay off the Apple card. And another time I had used the other checking account. Anyway, I crossed the streams. And so when they had told me, they said, it will be refunded in 10 business days to this account number. And they gave me the last four digits of the account number. I thought, okay, that's checking account A, right? Well, it turns out 
it got refunded to checking account B. And I wasn't looking there. So I was kind of panicking, like, where is this money? Where is this money? Well, it turns out they did exactly what they said they were going to do. In fact, I don't even think when I looked at the date stamp, it wasn't even the, the full 10 days. I mean, it still sucked that I was without that money for like up to 10 days, which I wish that that would have been more instantaneous. But for whatever reason, because of it being a credit reversal, it took a little bit longer. But I did get refunded the money or I got, you know, the money got put back into my account. So, you know, all, all is good. Um, the other thing I want to talk about real quick with this is the trade-in program. So when I did that Apple trade-in with that, with the iPhone, the 8 Plus, everything went through Apple. Like I said, it all went through when I when I was given the the Apple gift card, it was issued in an email and it was, you know, just had a code to be redeemed and I redeemed it. No problem. It was, you know, it was great. I had that, um, I had that amount. In fact, I think it was a promotional deal when I had gotten the other iPhone that you could get a 50, a $50 gift card. And that was all just a very familiar process to me. You know, the redemption code looked like I'm used to seeing it. This last time I just traded in two older iPads and remember a couple episodes ago, I said, you should go check the trade-in values right now because they're up because I had been looking at them. And one of my iPads I sold to a family member. And at the time they were like, well, what do you want for it? And I was like, well, let me go check what the trade-in value was. And it actually went up $10 from the first time I had checked when I went to go, you know, square up all of the, what was owed and everything. And so I had said in a couple episodes ago, you know, go check those trading values because you never know the prices go could go up and, and be more, worth more. Like one of the iPads that I had purchased, I basically, it never lost any value. The amount that I purchased it for is what I got as a trading value. So it's wow. not like I made a profit off of it, but it's like Still. I leased it. Yeah. So like it held its value. And I, I was like really, really impressed by that. I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, so now another family member has it and, you know, I didn't use it as much because I was kind of using it just for like client work and stuff and for what their needs are, it's going to be totally fine. So, I mean, it's like, it's still like a brand new iPad. So that experience was, was fine. But the other, so I had three iPads, three older iPads that I was juggling. And so I traded in two of them because I was really shocked that it was like a, an iPad five and an iPad four. And I think for like, I remember for the iPad four, I think I got like $75 and I thought, that's a pretty nice chunk of change for an iPad that's that old, you know, because I had checked on it years ago and I thought, well, I'm just going to keep it because I think they only wanted like $50 for it or 25. I, oh, it was 40. I remember. Now I remember it was $40 and I thought, uh, $40, is it really worth it? Because I can really repurpose this for something else, you know, and that was worth keeping, you know, $40 worth of iPad for me. But then when it went up to 75, I was like, yeah, that's a good chunk of change. I'll, I'll trade that in. So I went through the process and this was around the time when the Texas, uh, Texas was having the snowstorms. And so what had happened was when I processed the, uh, the quote and everything, they were sending the, they call it a kit, which is basically boxes and that you put your iPad in and ship it back. Well, the boxes got delayed and you know, me with, you know, starting to do the packing process and stuff. And so boxes were coming and going to the house with deliveries and stuff. And the kids, <laughs> they, they, they saw these two boxes arrive finally when they did arrive and like they put them in the recycling. <laughs> they didn't know that they, that they because there was nothing in them. They thought they were just supposed to recycle them. They were just doing their job. Well, luckily I caught it in time, you know, before the recycling actually went out. But it, it delayed the whole process. So between the delay from the delivery and the delay from not knowing where the boxes were and here the kids had like tried to recycle them, there was just like this whole snafu that I had to clear up. And so I wrote to the customer service, you know, I just you know clicked, re 
apply or, you know, clicked on contact us or whatever. And I got somebody like I got an actual person who basically handled my case number and said, you know, that's fine. We understand, you know, just get it to us when you can, because they send you little reminders along the way. And then um, it got to a point where like weeks were going by and I still hadn't gotten around to like wiping them off and packaging it up. And then when I finally was ready to, I wrote back to the person. I said, okay, these are ready to go. And they said, well, you know, actually, you really should just restart the request because it's past. Like, in other words, they were giving me really good advice. They weren't just like, yeah, just send it back. Like, if if your trading goes lower, screw you, you know. No, they were actually really forthcoming about it. And they said, you really should restart the process because it could um, it could impact your trade and you could ag- end up getting a lower value because it took so long or something to that effect. And I was like, oh, well, gee, thanks for the heads up. So I ordered a new kit and this time I was like on top of it. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna let that mistake happen again. And I got them back and I got the full price of what, what they told me. I think it was 75 for one and like 180 for the other. And they sent me, now this is the different part. So this is different than, the first time I processed the trade-in for my phone, because like I said, everything went directly through Apple, but this time it's going through like a third party called Phobio. And I heard Mac OS Ken talk about this. I guess there was some news and I don't know if you heard this too, but some people were having a problem with just like what I was explaining where they would get a quote and they would send their device out and then Phobio would tell them something to the effect of, well, it has white spots on the screen or there's something wrong with it or something. So here's your new estimate, take it or leave it. And then people were like, well, I'm not going to take it because I wanted more for it. I'll go somewhere else. And then they would get the devices back and they couldn't figure out what they were seeing. So there was like, a, there's been a little bit of a, I don't know, there's something like, I'm lucky I didn't have that experience. I I had a, a great experience actually, because it was even on me that the delay, you know, happened that it, that it got slipped back further. So I had a good experience, but it sounds like other people are not. And I, I will say it does feel a little... It's not, it's just not Apple. You know what I mean? Like the first experience was very Apple. Like everything was through Apple branding. This time it was like, well, now we're going through something called Phobio. And when they issue you, and this is a tip for listeners, I'm sorry, I'm just getting to this, but the tip I wanted to share is that when you get a gift card, an Apple gift card redemption code from Phobio, it it does have, you know, the Apple, the little Apple logo with the picture in it and stuff. So it does look very legit. It is legit. I mean, it looks like a legit Apple um, gift card, and it is. But instead of them calling it a redemption code, it's called a PIN. And the problem is that this PIN number that they give you, it's the same thing as a redemption code. The only difference is, is that they have spaces in between, I want to say it's groups of three digits, I think it is. And what you have to do to redeem it, so like, let's say you want to redeem it on your iPhone like I did, you go into your um, App Store app, and you tap on today, you tap on your name, and then there's a place where you can tap redeem. And typically, you know, in the old days, back in the cave person days, we would have a plastic card and you would flip it over, peel off the sticker on the back, and you would take a picture of it. Well, now things are more digital. When you get email gift cards, you're given a redemption code. Again, Phobia return, uh, refers to it as a pin. And so what I did a couple of times that this now worked, because I've now redeemed three different cards this way, is I take the email that they sent me and I copy that code and I paste it into my notes app. And then I remove the spaces in between the groupings of letters. And then I highlight that that strip of numbers. And then that's what I copy and then paste where it says enter manually. That's what I paste into the text field. And then that 
is what allows the redeem button or word to show in the upper corner. Whereas if you don't do that, if you just take that text and you copy and paste it and you leave the spaces in, the word redeem does not show up that you can tap on it. And then you just sit there going, what, 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 you know, and it says, you know, this didn't work. Would you like to redeem another one? So that is my tip for listeners to take out the spaces, you know, copy and paste it into your notes app, take out the spaces and then copy and paste that, those amount of digits into the field. And then you will be able to redeem your gift card. So that is our little finance segment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now for the main topic. Apple Fitness Plus. So as listeners know, I have been using it for almost four months and I am really, really happy with it. Uh, That's great. Opening up, opening up my... And I have been getting your notifications. I've been getting Scott's notifications. I'm so happy for you guys that are using Apple Fitness Plus because I really enjoy getting the notification on my my watch to see the workout that you did because... I really like being able to see like how many calories were burned and like, oh, that looks like a really good workout. So if I'm, when I have floor space, <laughs> when I get a house back, I, I am actually looking forward to to being able to utilize it when I have the room to be able to do it. So I will be paying attention to your workouts. So my thoughts about Apple Fitness Plus are just based on the iPad because I haven't used it on the phone. I don't have an Apple TV. So uh I can't speak to how it works on the Apple TV. I'm guessing that it's the same experience, just larger, larger screen. So, and you have what watch is that you're using with it? I have the the five. Okay, Apple Watch Five. So it's the five Apple Watch Five plus an iPad, and, and the iPad. Do you just do you set the iPad up on a table or something or on yep, the floor? I, have, I usually I usually work out in the dining room, like my dining room, living room are almost like one big room. So I just move one of the chairs away. And then I put this on the dining room table and pick out what I want to do and and go from there. So there are going to be some links in the show notes. There is a to Apple Fitness Plus directly to their website and also to a men's health article that talks about how a lot of these these classes were filmed, which was kind of cool. So if you're brand new to Apple Fitness Plus, you you open up the app and you're greeted with a lot of information. It can be a little overwhelming if you're totally new to exercise. So across the top are the different workouts. So you've got the HIIT, which is high intensity interval training, yoga, core, strength, treadmill, cycling, rowing, dance, and mindful cool down. The only ones I have not done are rowing, cycling, and treadmill because I don't have access to that equipment. If you belong to a gym, you can bring this, you know, an iPad or an iPhone with you and you can do a cycling or a treadmill or a rowing class at, at your gym. So are you telling is, me that you nice. can kind of essentially turn your own stationary bike into like a Peloton or something like that? Is that kind of like what it is? I'm guessing. I mean, because spin classes never... are such where you've got this motivator, right? And you're watching them spin and they're basically like working you through it. And you've got the screen on your bicycle. Is that kind of what it's like if you... Well, I know when I still went to the gym, I tried to spin class once. That was not a pretty sight. <laughs> I, I, I just can't do that stuff. I know my brother and sister-in-law really like spin classes. I, I just can't do it. But you had the teacher in front of you. So you yeah. didn't have any screen. You just were on the bike. And the te- and, you know, and you had loud music playing. And the teacher would just say, yeah. okay, you know... Stand up and pump, okay? Now sit down. Yeah. Now tighten the gears so we have more resistance. 
now loosen it. Okay, slow down, speed up. Right. So there was so no they're an instructor. You, following. you had the instructor. You were just following her mm-hmm. instruction. Mm-hmm. But with an iPad, I imagine it's like a Peloton where those types of, of bikes you know, you are for home use where you're not going to a spin class and you have the instructor there on the screen. I'm just picturing that it's kind of like taking your own exercise equipment and making it like these modern instructor built-in kind of equipment. Yeah. So you've got the different options across the top. Then underneath that, you have this week and it just kind of gives you an example. Oops, I just hit the video. It just gives you an example of a class where it says this week. Then underneath it, once you've started taking classes, it'll say more of what you do. So it'll give you choices of classes uh, that are similar to ones that you've chosen before. Like this one has dance, core, another core class, and uh, a strength class. So it gives you something like that. Then they show you classes that are brand new this week that have just been released. So you can look at it that way. Then it gives you um, programs for beginners. So if you are brand new, so like for you, Melissa, you're brand new to working out, or it could be not necessarily you're a beginner. Maybe you're just, uh, you haven't worked out in a long time. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're recovering from an injury or from surgery, and you have to kind of slowly get yourself back into it. They have workouts for beginners. So they have seven different programs. They have strength training, um, HIIT, yoga, and core. And they're all shorter classes. So that you can just kind of just, you know, gradually get yourself into it. So you've got that option. Then they choose a trainer and they give you his or her picks of different classes. They show you what's popular. Then at the bottom, they show you all the trainers. And if you click on the trainer, you can learn a little bit about that individual, all the classes that he he or she has taught, and then a link to their Instagram. So you can see what they're like also personally, if you're interested. This has in got a lot going on for it. It's almost yeah, as if like, a... like you're, you're the, you're the perspective of the person who has used it. I'm the perspective of the person who has not yet used it and is considering using it. And knowing what I've seen, like my kids really get into are like YouTubers that are gamers, that are personalities, that are brands of some sort that, that teach them about a game that they want to learn more about this is very kind of like youtube in a way because like i'm looking at it i'm looking at it in the fitness app so i'm just looking at it on my phone and as you're describing this i'm seeing the things that you're talking about like across the top i see all the different um, categories of types of exercises i can see and this is all without a subscription like i have not I have not um, pressed the button to subscribe for this yet. So this is what oh. I can see. And I can see well, all this of these is everybody, like, samples. Everybody can see this. You don't need the subscription until yeah. you hit play. Right. That's why I want to make that point for people who are listening who yeah. haven't delved into it yet. You can see all the stuff that Elisa is describing right in the fitness app. And she's talking about seeing it on her iPad. I'm looking at it from my iPhone. And even on my tiny little um, 12 mini screen. It looks really great. It's like high contrast. It's really easy to read. You were just talking about the trainers. That's what made me think about they're kind of like, they're like YouTube personalities in a way, but they're, they're fitness trainers. They're fitness trainers. These people are, I imagine like they, they have a degree or they just have all this life experience in being an instructor and a motivator and, and teaching people how to move your body so that you can reap the maximum benefits of it. There's a yeah, show if you all read, section. If you read wow. the biography of the trainers, you'll see a lot of them have worked with professional athletes. A lot of them, like you said, do you know, they started out somewhere else 
and their journey has led them to be fitness trainers. They range in age from their early 20s to their 60s. And they There's come almost from various 30. countries. You have someone, you have, you know, you have mm-hmm. someone from Canada, someone from Colombia, Philippines. One trainer has a prosthetic leg. One wow. trainer is pregnant. So, wow. So th- that's what I was going to say. I mean, I didn't know those details, but that's amazing because it, it's interesting. Like all of the pictures are black and white, but you can, you can definitely see like all of their, their headshots, their personalities. It's, it's, it's very polished. Like there's none of them that are missing where like, you know, in some apps you'll see where, there's a list of people and then like one person didn't submit their headshot. So there's just like the generic little silhouette. Like, no, there's none of that. All of these are all filled out. You can tap on each and every one of them. And there's so much diversity. There's people, there's so much representation here. Like you will see somebody like yourself, whoever you are in this list. That's really, really great. That's fantastic. Because I know you've, I think you've said it before. It's like, you know, when there's like rail thin people, <laughs> like, I don't want to watch somebody who that that turns me off that intimidates me to watch someone who is like crazy, super, you know, really thin and fit. And I think to myself, well, what do they know about me? How do they know about my struggles? <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I would like to see somebody who was, you know, who has challenges like I do. Well, they are. I would like to see. Yeah. They're introducing new workouts, new trainers, uh, new workouts for pregnancy. Because like I said, one of the, yeah. the trainers is pregnant. So they That's are going amazing. to be putting in. And of course, you know, with, you know, check with your doctor. They're mm-hmm. putting in something with older adults. Uh, the lady named Molly, I've done her yoga classes. But Do you they talk see, about yeah, having arthritis at all? Like, are there exercises for people with arthritis? Like, like that's what I would be looking at for people who have chronic illnesses or chronic pain. I know, like, I hate to keep bringing up the YouTuber thing, but I know that there are YouTubers or YouTubers that I follow that I find very motivating because they're, you know, they're very tuned into the type of exercises that people with chronic pain can do, the type of exercises or should do or should avoid, you know, like don't do these exercises, do these exercises. That's what I need help with. Well, they're really good. All the trainers are really good about pushing you without pushing you too hard. They always will tell you, don't do it if it hurts. Don't do it if, you know, if your back starts (laughs) to hurt. Which is difficult for me. Take a break. (laughs) And one of, the things that, one of the things they do is there's three of them in every class. So you have the one person who's the teacher in the front and then over, you know, his left shoulder, you've got someone and over his right shoulder, you have someone. And normally the person over his left shoulder is the person who modifies. Uh-huh. So, for example, if you're doing a really low squat, the modifier won't go down as deep. Or if you're holding 15 pound weights, then the modifier might only hold eight pound weights. That's great. You know, so, oh, that's really, sorry. That's so really they'll great. always talk. They'll, they'll always be talking about modifying. If mm-hmm. you you know if you can't you know don't worry if you can't get as deep as I do. Don't worry if um if you know if I'm doing a s- stretching out over my leg and you can't go that deep. Don't worry about it. You do you. You know, push yourself a little bit further. If you could only get. You know, if you could only reach down to your knees the first time, try going past your knees the second time. Mm-hmm. You know, so they encourage you to go further, but at the same time, they let you know, don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is about. And they use little phrases like, 
spicy and flavor. You know, let's add more flavor to this, which means kicking it up a notch. Let's mm-hmm. go to a little bit more. Let's get a little more spicy. Do they all say that, or is that just one trainer? Usually, type of a lot lingo? of them in the dance and dance will do that. Okay, a lot of them in the in the dance. Now, uh-huh. I do the dance most of all uh-huh. because it's just something that's fun to do. There's different ways of doing the dance. Um, the ones I, the class I don't like, and this is just personal preference, is they'll play the different songs, and the ones that I prefer are the ones where you learn the different step for a song. Then when the next song comes on, you forget about it and do a new set of steps. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll build on them. So you you learn maybe eight steps in the first song, and you go over and over and over and over. You do them at half speed. You do them at full speed. Then the next song comes on. Now we have to add on to that. We go all the way back to the beginning. So by the time you do the last song, you're doing about a 40-second routine, starting from the huh. very beginning to the very end. I don't like those. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> My personal preference, you know, it's not that it's bad. It's just I prefer, I want to learn a few steps. Okay, song's over, next, and go on to the next one. Again, you know, to mm-hmm. each their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like the first method yeah, so because the, I used to take dance classes, and that's kind of how you yeah. learn, little chunks at a time. Well, let that's me really just cool. tell you, when it comes when it comes to dance, uh, Dancing with the Stars will not be knocking on my door anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another reason why this is nice, Apple Fitness Plus, because when I went to the gym, I did a Zuma class once. Everybody's going yeah. to the left, I'm going to the right, they're going up, I'm going down. I'm everywhere. You have nobody and to run into. All... <laughs> yeah, exa- like nobody, there's nobody Are you like Elaine like, from oh, Seinfeld? <laughs> almost. There's nobody there to say, oh my God, look at her. She is pathetic. And but that's one of the things. There's only three people that do the, the the dance, and they interchange who's teaching the class. And they'll all go, "You make a mistake, so what? Go with it." You know, no, they don't berate you for saying, "Well, you were supposed to kick up your right leg, and you kicked up your left leg." You know, it's just like, "Eh, have a good time, listen to the music, relax, get into it, close your rings." You so you've never mistake. had that feeling like I've had where I think we were joking about this when I think we we talked to, with Bob about this that you know we got this this wee fit thinking oh this will yeah. help us exercise and you get on the you get on the the scale thing you get on the platform you stand on it and it goes oh yeah <laughs> it's just so there's none just, of that in this you don't yeah, ever feel fun, like shamed yeah, or that's, anything that's that's funny and mortifying at the same time right <laughs> so how do you choose a workout. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> yep. It's almost okay, a little so choice just, paralysis in the beginning. Yeah. So how do you get over that? So, okay, so let's say you want to do a dance workout. So you pick dance. So I'm going to go over this with you, even though I have it written down. Um, okay, so you pick dance. So it explains a little bit what is it for dance? What are you going to do in this particular category? So then underneath it, it will give you every single available class. So now you've got all these classes and you're like, well, which one? It's got the name of the person teaching it. It's got the amount of time. It's got the kind of music, which would be throwback hits or hip hop, Latin grooves, even country music. There's all kinds of music that you can listen to. You can sort them. You can sort them by filter. You you can filter them. And you've got three options. You can do it by sorting and filtering. Oh, and you can do it by time. You can do it by music. Uh So you might say, well, I really want to do a class with LaShawn. So you pick her name. And then you can okay, see underneath it. it, the classes are 20 or 30 minutes. So you can say, well, I want a 20-minute class. 
and then you can do it by the genre. I choose my classes by time. It doesn't matter to me the genre of music or the the person you know who's doing the teaching. If I'm kind of running short for time, I want a 20-minute class, and then I choose that, and then I try to choose one that does not have a check mark. If it's got a check mark next to it, it means you've already done it. So the the well, smallest I, amount of time for dance is 20 minutes, it looks like. You've got 20 or 30 minutes mm-hmm. to do a dance class. The core workouts are five or 10 minutes. Some of them run up, you know, some of their classes run up to 45 minutes. So it really depends on how much time you have to do your workout. So you under, can share workouts. Ch- mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. So if you join, <laughs> I can say, I really like mm-hmm. this one send it to you and say, you should try this class. That's cool. Well, now, once you've chosen your class, there is the the video, is the name of the trainer, the length and the music and the release date and the equipment used if applicable. So if you're doing like a strength class, it might say weights. Not all mm-hmm. of them carry, no, not all of those strength class needs a weight, but that way if it needs weights, you know, I better grab my weights before the class starts. You can do a little preview of the video so you have an idea of what you're going to do. And the trainer will let you know, this needs weights, this doesn't need weights. We're going to do three songs. We're going to do three exercises in each song. This you know, one uh, that I'm looking at work. here, it has the whole playlist, it looks like. There's one. Yes, two, that's three, what I was going to say. Five, and on the six, right seven, side, eight, it shows nine. you the list of music that will be played to the class and then a link if you want to listen to it in Apple Music. That's the only really thing cool. that's I love re- that. the only thing that's weird about that. Let's say there's five songs in class. When you hit the class, it'll say, "Hey, what's up? This is Kyle, and you know we're going to do blah 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 blah," and it'll play the first song. So as he spends the first thirty seconds explaining what's going on in the class, what equipment you're going to need, that song plays, and then when he goes, "Okay, let's get started," it stops that song and goes to the next song. And I don't know why they just don't hmm. finish that one song mm. but that's how yeah. all the classes are don't so don't it's almost they, as if maybe they they're trying and... to get you give you a taste like they're okay here's like I, I know i have a couple of friends who are into this and some of them are even trainers themselves and i know that they are really particular about their music and and rightfully so like it totally makes sense they are really really thoughtful picky's not the right word they're really really thoughtful and mindful about the beat that they choose and so i I, I'm guessing that that's like an introductory to kind of get you thinking about the the, mo- the mood, to get you in the mood for it. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to start out with this song. Okay. You know, it's like, what if you what if you started to dance and it like started out with ACDC? You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, I understand. I understand with the mm-hmm. dancing how you have to skip because it's choreographed to that song. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times you'll hear them say, okay, now. Here's the part where we're just going to rock back and forth for eight beats because they know this. The next, you know, after eight beats, it goes back into the chorus. Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're just going to do this till the end of the song because they know for the next fifteen seconds, the song will end. Mm-hmm. But I bet you they, there must be something about that very first song where they're like, okay, we're just going to use this song for the intro because these other songs that we chose have a better beat and are better you know, geared towards the exercise, whereas this song is just, we're just going to use this for the intro. Yeah, do they like know, fade I, it out or? No, it just stops and the next one comes on. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. But it's yeah. that first but, song that you said, like it's like 30 seconds of intro. You're not actually yeah, exercising. It's, 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 when, it's when the trainer 
is explaining what the class is going to be. Okay. So it's like, it's mood music. It's, it's foreplay, yeah. basically. <laughs> so cool. after, after you finish the class, if it's a class that you really like and you think, I want to do this class again, but I don't want to forget, yeah. there's an add button under the video uh-huh. so that you can put it under your workouts. Now, I've added a couple, but month they're still streamed. But what's nice is you can actually download them to your device. So if you're going on vacation, whether you're going to a relative's house or a hotel, you might not have Wi-Fi. You might not, you might not want to you know, worry about having Wi-Fi. You can still get your workouts done because the class is now on your device. So it's kind of sort of like podcasts or, or the music app where you can download this stuff to your device and create a playlist. Is that what you're telling me? Are you making like a workouts playlist? No, no. and I'll get to that. I'll get to that later. Okay. This is just, this is just a section that says my workouts so that you can look and you can say like, all right, I've got on mine, I've got um, two dance and a a strength and a core and another core, another Mm -hmm. dance. Okay. I, I think I downloaded more than I thought. So I have a couple that if I said right now, I don't feel like dealing with filtering. Oh, this dance with Ben. I like that one. I'm going to I'm going to exercise with that one right now. So okay. they're ones that you really really liked and you don't want to forget. So you can put them in my workout so that you can do them again. Now, so I don't like a favorite list. Yeah. Okay. So I don't it's use some kind that of curation that you can do. There's still so many classes I haven't taken yet and I want to take everything. Uh-huh. So, Whereas for somebody like me, um, I would probably rely on the on the favorites list and I would want to like, like I'm one of those people who when I find a meal at a restaurant that I really like, I just keep ordering that same thing. Yeah, yeah I do too. <laughs> I, I don't I don't venture out too much. I mean, I your point is totally valid. Like, yeah, you want to just try everything where I'd be like, let me just try these like three and let's just keep doing just these three and then maybe I'll get brave and I'll venture out and do something else. But I like the idea of like a favorites list. It's almost like you're building a queue and these are your favorites. And then they just stay there in that section. And mm-hmm. what happens when it's so the my workout section is what it is where that lives. The, and then you can delete them if you, you know, oh, yeah, put something else. In or there. you can mm-hmm. download them. You can download them to your device because you're traveling. And then when you get it's home, like a DVR, you can it's like a workout. You, <laughs> you can remove the download, but it will still be there under my workout. So you can still do it. But you're uh-huh. home. You're streaming. Now, it really depends. If you are if you have a plan where you can't keep streaming, you might say, okay, I'm going to download. I have the room yeah. on my device. I'll just download it. And that way I don't have to worry about streaming every time I want to do a workout. You know, so these right. are all, all options for you. It's great now, options. Yeah, it's a lot of flexibility. They thought a lot about accessibility when they mm-hmm. created Apple Fitness Plus because all the classes are closed captions and oh, have subtitles for the deaf. Yes. Now, mine is turned off. But you can turn that on if you are someone who is hearing impaired. You can have closed captions and subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, which is also good for people where English is not their first language. So yeah, that is that fantastic. They, I'm glad to they know that's use there, sign language. I need subtitles. You know, not, not through the whole class, but like one of them will, you know, like John in the, in the, um, the dance class will always say, follow me by using my voice and he'll touch his lips my hands hmm. and he'll wave his hands and my body and he'll touch his chest to let hmm. people know this is how you can follow what I'm doing. So listen to my voice, look at my body and watch my hands because he'll put up two fingers if we're going to be doing it two more times. Uh, you know, things uh-huh. like that. He'll point to the left if you're going to be moving to the left and it's mirror image. Wow. So 
He'll so be moving like, to his right, which is our left. Talk about human interface. Wow, that is really yeah. fantastic. And then they do a lot of uh, you know, thank you with sign language, or they'll say, you know, he'll make, we'll make circles to close your rings, or they'll Aww. touch their head when they're talking about the top. You know, so they'll do different, you know, different small little gestures that are huh. sign language so that people yeah. who, you know, either, you know, like I said, are deaf or don't really understand will yeah. understand what it is they're talking about. And they always wow. talk about close your rings, you know, hmm. keep moving, keep moving. That's fantastic. Um, one thing that's a little weird, which is not a deal breaker, it's just a little strange. When you're ready to take a class, there's a start button on the device or on your watch. If you click one... It does, doesn't matter which one you click. It just starts the class. But when you finish, you have to stop both. Hmm, interesting. It's, you know, so if you stop on your watch, it still shows up in your in your iPad, and you have to hit finished, which is... I wonder what the purpose said, of that is, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a deal. I can't I can't do this anymore. It's a little... It's like, like, a little, little annoying. Like, I don't know. You had to like, stop and take a break to go to the bathroom or get a, a well, drink of water, is, and you want to leave say, it going? It'll say summary. It'll say summary on your watch, and then you have to dismiss it. Like, well, if I already dismissed it on my iPad, why is it not dismissing on my watch, too? When I could have started it on my watch, it automatically starts on my iPad. Just a little thing. I don't know if that's a bug or it's just the way it is and there's a reason for it. I don't know. Not a, not it would be interesting to know what the maybe maybe Scott or somebody who uses it might know what the reason is. Because maybe they let it run and then discovered, oh. That's why that's cute. Why? Why yeah, I, didn't I, have to I, I don't know. It. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so now you're taking a class. You're taking whatever class it is that you want to take, and the upper left hand corner are going to be your stats. So it's going to show the time that has elapsed so far, your heart rate, and your calories burned so far. The upper right hand corner shows your progress rates, and at different points in the workout, the trainer will mention heart rate or activity rings, and poof, they appear on the screen. So it shows you where you are in relationship to closing your ring. So biofeedback, that's that's cool. If you're taking um, an interval training class, it shows a bar, which I believe you can turn off. But it shows where you are in relation to people like you who have taken that same class. Really? So, huh. so visualize a bar. And I always end up right in the middle. And I don't really take too many interval training classes because they hurt my knees. Mm-hmm. But when I have taken them, I'm usually in the middle. But if you, you know, if you work harder, you'll see your little bar move into the right. And if you kind of slow yourself down, you see your little bar move into the left. So it kind of gives you that feedback of this is how other people are doing when they've mm-hmm. taken the class. And the more people that take the class, the more information they have so they can rate you against the other people. So it's that so little it's like motivation. crowdsourced. Well, not only just motivation, but I think that's great feedback to let you know, like, like, if you were to compare it to, say, reading a book, like, like, just we're going through this right now with one of my kiddos who he loves this book series, right? But it's way too easy for him and he needs something more challenging, right? And we know, why do we know it's way too easy for him? Because he's just, he's reading through them way too fast. You know, he just... I think it's wonderful that he reads and absorbs the books, but I can just tell as his parent that he's just, it's too easy for him. You know, I think that bar, now I don't know. I mean, this is just my theory. I think that bar, that progress bar is a good feedback to let you know that if you consistently try this program and you're still in like the bottom quadrant or something, that maybe this is not the exercise for you and you should try something else that can get you up there, 
you know, in the mid-range or, you know, in the above mid-range, it's, it's letting you know if it's either too hard for you or too easy for you. Like, what if you, on the other end of the spectrum, what if you keep doing the exercise and you always end up in the top? That'll probably let you know that maybe it's too easy for you and you need to do something more challenging so that you're, you know, more in the middle. I, I don't really know. I mean, that's that's how I or, would apply Or you that have knowledge. to put more into it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that or put more into it. So if, if it mm-hmm. involved using weights and you're using mm-hmm. eight-pound weights... Now it's time to use 10-pound weights. Yeah, or like how can versa, I up my game? You know, if you're using 10-pound weights and you're, you know, it's killing you, well, then drop down to the 8-pound weights. Right, because you want to keep in mind that progress because it can be detrimental. If you're constantly doing something that's too hard for you and you're, you're a beginner, you're likely to stop exercising altogether. You know what I mean? You're but likely keep, to get discouraged, but that right, can help you mind, know where you should be. There's always that person on the left who modifies. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a plank and it's a full plank with your legs straight out, like in push-up position, the mm-hmm. person on the left is on their knees. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Doing the plank, okay. doing the plank that way. So I didn't know you could do a plank on your knees. <laughs> I thought you had to do it with your legs out. Well, that's that's how I that's how I started doing planks on my knees. I still do push-ups on my knees because of my bad back. Yeah. If I do a push-up if from with long legs, all uh-huh. it does is strain my back. So I do push-ups from my knees. That's my problem. I'm always injuring myself because I don't know that there's other ways that you can do things, that you can modify things that are safer. Yeah. And you have to know your body. And there's there's no body shaming in here. There's none. No one's not one trainer will say to you, well, if you don't do it this way, then just don't even bother. They just tell you, do what you can do. It's positive reinforcement. They, you know, they and and they never stop talking. There's never any silence. They're always talking. It could be explaining what the moves are, letting you know, come on, there's 30 seconds left. You can do it. Come on. They're giving you hints of proper form. You know, make sure that if you're on your back and you're doing a sit-up that your back is flat against the floor. I Don't need those your back. constant reminders. I, I need yes. to have those constant reminders because I, I forget. So my problem with, with living with chronic pain is I, I just tap out. I tap out a lot because it's how I compensate for for being in pain all the time. So every time I struggle with that big time, every time they say, if it hurts, don't do it. Well, you can't say something like that to someone like me because everything hurts. I need to know how is it supposed to hurt? Like what is injury pain different from my chronic pain? Like how do I know that I've injured myself and I'm not just flared up from something else? You know, I, because I'm constantly tapping out because I'm, I'm tuning out. I have to, I have it. I have to really, really work at being mindful because I'm constantly like, I'd rather be out of my body than in my body. Because if I had to be in my body all the time, I just, I wouldn't be able to get anything done. So I have to distract myself. Whereas doing something like this kind of forces me to be in tune with it and to think about it. So I need to work on my relationship with pain and that there's good, I know that there is, there's good pain. There's like this, you know, the pain you feel when you stretch in your calf, like that's a, that's a good t- type of pain that's giving your body feedback that you're stretching this muscle. But then if it hurts too much, well, maybe you're stretching that muscle too much. You know, that's that middle point where I have a hard time trying to navigate that. So that's what I would be hoping that if I if I did workouts like that, how they would be communicating that to a person who's, you know, like how how would they communicate to a person who is doing an exercise after an injury? How would they say, you know, okay, so you just had a hamstring injury, which I did. Like I I didn't just pull a hamstring. It came off, you know, like and this was over a year ago, but it's still it's still pretty tight, you know. So 
what kind of exercise would be good for someone who had who sustained a hamstring injury? How do they let you know that this exercise is for you and you should avoid this exercise? You know, that's not what they do. But okay. at least not in my experience. But what they will do is say things like, okay, we're now going to do a, um, a squat. Make sure your knees don't go past your toes because then you're going to hurt your knees. You're going to hurt your back. Make sure when you're. So they let you know the consequences? Well, they tell you the proper form. You Mm -hmm. know, when you're doing the sit up, make sure your lower back is flat on the floor. Make Mm -hmm. sure when you're doing this exercise that your arm is in this position, but don't put it in this position. Keep your Mm -hmm. neck straight because you don't want to hurt your spine. Mm-hmm. When you're doing this type of stretch. Right. But right where what you just said, because you don't want to hurt your spine, like that's important to me because I would want to know, well, what are the consequences that reinforce the reason why I should definitely make sure I'm in this position? Oh, because you're going to strain, you know, this muscle or hurt your spine. Like, well, I don't want to do that. So, you know, it's not to scare you, but to in- inform you. That's that's what I like about it. I want something that's information based. You know, this is why we do this. This is going to be the outcome of that. Well, like I said, they don't stop talking. There is no silence. So they're, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the constant, this is, how, this is the position you should be in. Are you feeling it in your abs? You might still feel it in your thighs too, and that's okay. That's normal. You that's probably good. should feel it in your t- thighs, but you're really focusing on your abs. Or, you, yeah, you know, yeah. let's, let's really tighten those glutes. You know, you, you know we, we ignore that, but tighten your glutes when you're doing this exercise. And then, you know, so your brain is just going, ah. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking about all these different I mean I remember right. that would be helpful though class. that I find that very helpful I remember taking a yoga class it was a it was a yoga podcast that I used to watch and there's something called the mountain pose which when you look at it you go yeah and oh my god you're standing there straight all you're doing is standing up straight but as you're standing there you're reaching your head as tall as it will go while you're sinking your feet deep into the mm-hmm. ground. You're putting mm-hmm. your shoulders back and down. Your arms are at your sides so that you're reaching your fingertips down to the ground. You're tightening your abs and you're tightening your glutes. So you're doing all this at the same time. You can feel your heart rate racing because Elisa, you're doing all this work. Are you sure that you have a Mr. Calling as maybe a fitness instructor or a yoga oh, instructor? God. Have you taken like- a look at me? But seriously, like you just rattled off that script like it was nothing. <laughs> well, because when I trained in karate, it was the same thing. You had to you uh-huh. know, keep your shoulders yeah. down and back and yeah. then pull your, you know, when you were doing punches, pull those elbows all the way back. And, I would you know, listen so... to you. I would take your class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can Motivation, do these Motivational I just, I just... exercises by Elisa yeah, Pacelli. Now, yeah. Now if I can just get my uh, my eating under control. That's another story for another day. <laughs> So, like I said, they uh, one of the trainers is pregnant, so she is coming out with starting, uh, actually tomorrow, as we record this, She they're coming out with classes for pregnant women. So that will be, because I wonder, I when she announced that she was pregnant, I thought, hmm, I wonder what they're going to do, because I don't know how far in advance they uh, they film these classes, because mm-hmm. I went and I looked on her Instagram, and she at, she was already showing, whereas in the class, she was not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a two-month gap, a month gap. I don't really know. Um, but they they will have the pregnancy classes. They will have the classes for older adults, which from what I saw, 
looks like it might be like the silver sneakers. Are you familiar with silver sneakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Which is mm-hmm. for, you know, because uh, also the gym I used to go to had the silver sneakers class. I would see the them coming in. And the, for those people, they would just basically sit in a chair and kind of just move their bodies, which... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there you're dealing with arthritis and things yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes they would take a very light weight and kind of do bicep curls. So I'm guessing that these workouts for older adults are just so that they don't, people don't get stiff. They, you know, just, just to keep them, keep them a little more fluid in their muscles and, you know, keep them active, which is also good for your brain. Exactly. So, yeah, that's terrific. And it did I, look I think like the, the fact that they've added a, a pregnancy workout. I mean, gosh, when, when we were having babies, did you know that you could do workouts while you were pregnant? Do you know what kind my, of Well, with <laughs> my first pregnancy, I had belonged to a gym and I pretty much did the bicycle. But because I carried yeah. so low. Yeah, I couldn't do it very long because yeah. I kept hitting mm. my I kept hitting myself. You know, as, as my yeah, legs yeah, yeah, yeah. up, I kept smacking my stomach. I'm like, yeah, I can't right. do this anymore. <laughs> this, yeah, this isn't going to work. work and then I well. wasn't uh, going to a gym for my second and third pregnancies. Mm-hmm. The one thing I did notice that one of the people that's joining to teach yoga is a larger woman, and I thought, hallelujah! That I would plenty, like to see. Yeah, I mean, she's not fat. But she is a mm-hmm. larger woman. And I thought, mm-hmm. great, because just because you representation are large, is important. Yeah. Just because you are large does not mean that you are not fit. There are plenty of women who are on the larger side that are a whole lot stronger than I am. It's just for whatever reason, sometimes that's just mm-hmm. how their bodies are. That's yep, just the way it is. But they are still a lot healthier than I am. Fit. Mm-hmm. They're still agile. Fit. So now as far as the pricing goes, it is $9.99 a month, or you can do $79.99 a year. In fact, um, I will be starting my year this coming Saturday. So I already went on Apple and said, bill me for the year. If you have an Apple Watch, which you really have to have an Apple Watch in order to use this, you get a one month free trial. Or if you buy a new watch, I believe you get three months free. Yeah, I missed that on my Also, check with your health insurance company. Help, yes. Check with your Glad health you insurance company, see if they offer gym reimbursement. Mine does up to $125. So every year when I renewed my gym membership, I would get a receipt, mail it in with a form to my insurance company, and then mail me a check for $125. So I called them to find out, does this count as a gym? And they said yes. That's really so, cool. So that's what you asked, have to ask for is gym membership. Yeah. Yeah, so I already printed out the form, and as soon as I get the receipt from Apple, I will print that out, pop it in the mail next week, and hopefully they will send me back a check for seventy nine ninety nine. So it'll Ooh, be free. You'll have to let us know. You'll have to let us know about that. Yeah, That'd and like I said earlier, bring your iPad or your phone to the gym if you have a gym, and use it for spinning or for a treadmill or for rowing, and that way you build your endurance at your own pace. Now, you had mentioned the playlist. That is something that hopefully they will introduce in a future update. Because what would be nice is if you want to do a, 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 a full workout, maybe you want to do dance and then you want to do 10 minutes of core and then you want to spend five minutes doing a cool down. Now what you have to do is when you finish dance, you get out of dance, you go back to the home screen, you go to core, you find the workout you want, you do the core, you finish, you get out, you go back to the home screen. You go to mindful work, you know, mindful cool oh my down, gosh. you pick it, you know, so you're going back and forth and back and forth. It'd be nice to be able to say, I want to go from this dance class and then I want to follow up with the core 
and then I want to follow up and have that playlist where you go from one to the next to the next. Yeah, because right for yoga, I want to build a yoga playlist. Yeah. Or even if you said, I want to do two, two yoga classes in a row. You have mm. to finish the first yoga class, pick out what your second one is. Now start that one up. So it would be See, nice if they had a playlist opportunity. In the We Fit Plus, you can do that where you can pick out a series of yoga poses and put them together so that they they move you from one pose to the next in that sequence. That's what I would want to do with this. I would want to build a basically like a, pl- a yoga playlist. Now, I guess, you know, the danger of that would be that you're doing the same routine over and over again, and maybe you wouldn't make any progress. But I would... You know, I would add things to it, just like I do with playlists for anything else. You're going to want to freshen up that that list. But I would like to have that sequence that I can follow. So, yeah, I will be looking forward to, to that. You'll have to let us know if that becomes a feature or <laughs> we can segue into uh, our, our last uh, part here if, if, if you're ready for this. But I bet you there's a shortcut for it <laughs> that could be built. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Do you think? It would be interesting I, I, to explore, though. Yeah, I I don't know if there would be or not. I don't but know. We know somebody is... who knows about shortcuts, don't we? Yes, we do. And <laughs> speaking of the person who knows about shortcuts, it's our friend Scott Wilsey. He has given us some feedback about his experience with Apple Fitness Plus, and we're he sent us an uh, an audio comment, which is great, and we're going to drop it in right here. Elisa and Melissa, hello. I know that you guys are talking about Apple Fitness Plus right now. I subscribe to Apple Fitness Plus as part of the bundle, uh, whatever Apple calls their bundle, pro bundle, I don't remember. I was already paying the same amount to Apple monthly as I would if I just subscribed to the top tier family plan bundle, in part because we have Apple Music and two terabytes of iCloud space and I think... My daughter and I still had Apple Arcade, and I was on the free trial of Apple TV+, Plus, which didn't cost any money, but it was going to either cost money or I was going to have to stop at some point. And the bundle made it possible for me to keep that without spending any more money, and then to also try Fitness Plus. Fitness Plus has pleasantly surprised me. I've been doing fitness for a while. I've been biking for a long, long time. And I kind of was of the opinion that eh, I don't really want to listen to instructors tell me what to do. I know what I need to do. The thing is, I really was surprised at how much I benefited from having an instructor and doing intervals, interval training on the bike, and doing other types of workouts. The interval training alone, not only does it keep things fresh and not boring, but man, my legs are so much stronger. My heart, I know my heart's in better shape now because when I slow down to even a moderate pace, my heart rate just drops. So the instructors are very good. They have very good training sessions with really good intervals, really good varying degrees of intensity and speed, and they really mix it up so that it stays fresh and it gives you a great workout and your body doesn't because your body will adapt to doing the same thing over and over, and eventually you're not really benefiting as much from it. The other thing I've been doing a lot of is I've been doing the core workouts, which I wish were a little bit longer. I wish there was a longer option than 10 minutes max. And I've also been doing yoga. And the yoga ones are really good. I like the at least the 20 or 30 minute ones. I don't do yoga every day and I don't do the core workouts every day, but I mix them in throughout the week several times. 
And then the bike workouts I do every day. And man, the yoga has made such a huge difference, not only in terms of how good I feel physically, because it really has, and it makes me more ready to get on the bike and do a hard workout and feel better afterward. But it's also, I just find it very calming and soothing. There are many different types of yoga. I'm not really sure what the types of yoga that are in these classes are, but they're super great for just increasing flexibility. I'm sure they help increase, you know, basic strength, and they're just really an enjoyable thing to add to the beginning or ending of a workout. So I'm really surprised at how much I have actually physically benefited from Fitness Plus. I'm a lot more fit than I was before I started using it. And that's even given the fact that I was already biking every day. So I'm a big believer in it. I really like the fact that the trainers push you. And they they do say, you know, when you're at a certain level, like after you warm up and they're at a certain level, like they're climbing a hill and they're between all outs, they are always like, you're at a level that is uncomfortable. It is not comfortable. They say that all the time. And they say, it is harder than you would do if you were not being chased by someone. And that's actually true. It, it does get me to work out a lot harder. The fitter you get, the lower your heart rate will be for a certain level of exertion. You're just more efficient. And if you don't find ways to increase the intensity or change your workout in a way that your body's not used to, you're not going to get the same benefit. This is really good for that. So even if you have a certain exercise you do and you think you don't need an instructor, give it a try. I bet you do. And I bet you'll benefit from it greatly. I'm super glad I had it. I might not have bought it if it hadn't been part of the bundle, but knowing what I know now, I would still pay for it even if it wasn't part of the bundle and even if it cost me extra. It's just so worth it. So anyway, I hope that helps a little bit explain one person's thoughts about Fitness Plus, and I will be very interested in hearing your experiences. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much, Scott, for that feedback. I'm glad that you're enjoying Apple Fitness Plus like I am. In fact, I have to say, you were mentioning earlier, Melissa, about the kudos when you see that I did a workout or Scott did a workout. Sometimes what will happen is one of us will do a workout and then the other one will end up responding and we end up having a conversation. That's cool. Yeah. See? Yeah, because I know Scott has told me in the past that he really, really likes the spinning and he likes the yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen that. That's what I like about it that it comes on to my Apple Watch because we're all sharing our our fitness activity, even though I'm the sloth of the group. (laughs) I am paying attention. And when I do see that you guys are doing the yoga workouts, because those really interest me and I think, oh, well, you know, I can ask Scott what he thinks about that yoga workout. So yeah, I really think that that's really helpful. That's really, really cool. So now the the peer pressure is on. (laughs) And you you will get a month free. Mm -hmm, Right. You will get a month free. So you have nothing to lose. Right. The only thing sure. you have to be concerned about is making sure you pick a month where you know you can give it a fair shot. Yeah, that's what's the challenge. You don't that's, want to end yeah. up. To pick, yeah, you don't want to end up picking a month and using it once and just say, "Oh, that's why I, I never didn't... got a real chance to really put it through its paces to see if it works for me." Yeah, that's why I didn't do the. I got the three months free when I got this watch, and I was so mad at myself that I let that go. I kept saying to my son because I wanted to do it with him, and I kept saying, "Let you know when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it?" And the problem has just been the space. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why we're moving. We just don't have space to spread out in this place. And so, I mean, it's probably an excuse. Like, I probably could put it on my old TV or something, but that's, I'd have to unplug the TV from one and bring it into the other. I don't, I just told you I traded my iPads, but I did see, I mean, I could, 
I could probably do this on my phone. It would be a little on the small side, but like you described, they're they're constantly talking to you. So maybe the you know the lack of the visual wouldn't be you know so detrimental. But I mean, there's probably a way I could do it. I just have to. I mean, I find a lot of times when I'm doing something where I'm laying on my back, even though I'm on my on the floor and the iPad is next to me on the floor, I still can't see it. Yeah. So what what they'll do, though, when you're on the floor, he'll say, watch me first. So they'll demonstrate how the exercise should look. This is what you need to do. Do this, this, this and this. Okay, team, are you ready? Let's get started. That is so important. Everybody will start doing the exercise. So then that way. Occasionally, if I don't think I'm doing it right, I'll try to peek over and I'll stop and I'll peek over and go, okay, I am doing it right. Or, oops, I forgot to lift my leg. And then I just listen to the the cues. And then when he says, okay, stop, or if it's you were working one side of your body, now let's go to the other side of the body. So you you don't always have to watch. That is so important. When you're doing something on your back. Because when I'm giving instructions to people, whether it's in person or remote, I mean, haven't done in person, obviously, but... I, I noticed over the years, I had to tell people in a, in a kind way, watch me first, and then we'll do it, you know, or point your eyes here, look first, and then we'll do it. Because so many times people just want to just jump right into it. They think that they know what they're doing, but then that's what gets them all messed up because they're not watching where one part is going into the other, like dragging and dropping something. You know, I say, watch me demonstrate this first. Let me show you how to do it first. And then you can repeat what I just showed you. So it's important to listen to the instructions first and then do it. So that's really, really great that they do that. So I'm, I'm really yeah. impressed. And, you know, and one last comment about Apple Fitness Plus, because I know I'm gushing. <laughs> Gush away. Uh, is they, uh, they are very positive. Their attitudes are very positive. Oh, we're having a great time. We're dancing. Life is great. You know, just it's Saturday night or one of the uh, the dance trainers is... I believe, I don't know if he was born in Colombia, but I know he's of a Colombian background. Uh-huh. And be- he always does the let- Latin music. So he will describe what it is that the person is singing in Spanish. Oh. He'll say, okay, they're at the club and-, and they just saw someone on the other side of the room and they want to impress that person. So now they're walking over. So he'll describe what the song means. Okay, so now put some sass into your move. And, you know, <laughs> Tell so the story talk with about, it. Yeah, so they'll they'll do things like that. So that's always the positive reinforcement and the you can do this and and things like that without being that rah rah sugary <laughs> oh shut up right. you know, sickeningly kind of stuff that I hear yeah that I hear a lot of people you know you can do it and sometimes I just want to smack right? people <laughs> okay you know where this this is enough positivity without being. Will you just shut up already? <laughs> All right, you, you heard it here first, people. Everybody listening to this, the verdict is in. Elisa doesn't want to smack anybody around. So this is good. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I could, but... <laughs> but she doesn't really want to. I, really, I don't really want yeah, to. Yeah. No, no, that's not quite <laughs> There needs to be like a sticker that says, no smacking around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have a black belt, so, right? <laughs> you could smack a few people around. <laughs> I could. <laughs> but the fact that you don't want to I choose, is... I choose yeah, not yeah, to, yeah. though. <laughs> with great... I use my knowledge for With good. great power comes great responsibility. Yes, yes it's true. Well, thank you so much for that so, review. I'm definitely turned on by it, and it's definitely going to be weighing on me a lot more than it already has. 
Yeah, and I think it's a nice supplement for people who already go to a gym. Um, or those of us that are still stuck home and can't go to a gym. Well, there's a lot of people who want to go to a gym, and I can definitely see reasons why you would rather go to a gym than come to than use an app, whether it's Apple Fitness Plus or just a YouTube video or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. But there's a lot of people out there that either cannot afford a gym, mm-hmm. they don't have one close by, their work schedule or their family schedule does not allow them to go to a mm-hmm. gym. So what's nice about this is you can do this whenever you want. It could, you know, you're a night owl, mm-hmm. you're up at three o'clock yep, in the morning. Yep. That might be the best time for you to work yeah, out. Maybe it'll actually help me get to sleep earlier. <laughs> what you a know, concept. You know, your gym might, you yeah. know, you know, you might have a 24-hour gym. Yeah. You know, a mile away from you, but do you want to get yeah, outside, get right. in your car, drive to the gym nope. Nope. at three o'clock in the morning? By myself no, in the middle of the night? Just go no. into your living room. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Go into your living room. Mm-hmm. Kids are asleep. Your husband's asleep. Turn the TV on a little bit lower and do your workout and you're done for you the You know day. what would be really, really great? If this takes off, which I it looks like it already has and it will, I wonder if they'll add pool exercises. I mean, the, the Apple Watches are waterproof. I mean... They probably don't want to encourage putting <laughs> an iPad by the pool, but it could be done. I mean, you you could do it, right? I mean, you could listen to it, put it on your well, put it on your home as- pod and listen to it. I guess you know, have a home pod by your pool. Can you imagine doing a pool workout? They're adding, yeah, they're adding new workouts, new trainers as of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Mm-hmm. See, Apple needs to listen you know, to this episode, and they need to listen to our feedback and all our awesome ideas. And we, you know. Send send me some well, workouts. To well, speaking test. of which, if 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 Apple wanted to get in touch with us like Scott did, right. how would they do so? They would do so by they could email us old school podcast at geekiestshowever.com. We're also on Twitter at geekiest show. And you can go to our website, geekiestshowever.com, and send us a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you have taken the Apple Fitness Plus class or figured out how to Tell make a work for figured out how to make a workout playlist of some sort. You know, maybe if you've already yeah. got that figured out or have a solution for that, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, do you agree with Scott and I, or maybe you took it and you said, Mm-mm. or why not worth or it? Tell us. Let us know why. why do you think Apple Fitness Plus isn't for you? You know, you're just happy doing the everyday workouts that you do. Why? Why wouldn't you choose it? I mean, aside from you know, price would be an obvious thing, but you know, if you could afford it, but why wouldn't you do it? I'd like to hear that too. Yeah, we would love to know. So with that, we will wrap up this episode of Geeky Show Ever. We thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks and please stay safe. If you're a technology fan, make sure you check out Tech Fan, hosted by me, Tim Robertson. And me, David Cohen. We're all about technology. We like to geek out on pretty much anything. If it's technical, if it's a gadget, if it's the movie or the music industry, you name it, we're talking about it. And you know, David, unfortunately, unlike most other great podcasts, we don't really plan out our shows. It's more of a stream of thought thing. For better or for worse, you listen to it and you be the judge. You know, a good example of that, David, would be this ad, because we didn't plan for this. What did you say? What do I say? (laughs) I don't know. Is it your turn or is it my turn to talk now? I lost track. I did too. But you know, you won't lose track if you listen to TechFan, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts.